What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Dad Needs to Talk. I'm your host, Robert, and today I got a lot to talk about. Let's get to it. Alright, so let's get into it. Um, hope everybody's doing alright today. Hope everybody had a solid last week. Hope everybody had an enjoyable weekend. Um, and hope you got to take a little bit of time for yourself. You know, whether it be, you know, get that extra nap in. Get some get some good food and snacks to eat on. Watch a good some good TV shows. Read some manga. Whatever the case is. Hope you had a good last week since last episode. So I'm pretty excited today. I've been kind of itching to record this, uh, not only because there's a lot of cool stuff that happened this week, a lot of cool announcements. Um, I had a lot of fun stuff happening in my personal life that I'll touch on in a second. But uh, yeah, so let's get into it. I guess I'll start off, you know, just kind of just re recapping a little bit of what adventures and stuff I've been up to this last week. So this week kind of re-entered back into full-time parent mode so um to just kind of like a brief a bridge thing so you know since a lot of the stuff that happened you know with my family stuff over recent months that I mentioned in, in that first episode for the most part most of my kids have been gone to my wife's grandparents house since like the end of January so kind of gave you know me a mental break as well as a break to kind of you know get myself back together after you know the stuff dealing with you know loss of my mom and stuff like that and then in turn it kind of helped re-energize my wife's grandmother because you know she was dealing with the loss of my wife's grandfather and stuff so having all the kids around you know helped her as well so um but yeah but everybody's back home now um, things back in full swing. So, you know, we had a lot of, uh, you know, kids coming back, man, you know, sports stuff was back on. So, you know, uh, basketball dad had to return, <laughs> uh, you know, practices, multiple games. Um, and of course, you know, me, me and my wife kind of split that stuff up evenly. Um, and my wife, you know, pretty awesome because Tuesday was supposed to be my day to take my daughter to practice and so was supposed to i met them at the gym out in grapevine at the field house in grapevine but uh recently i had kind of been having some you know some some consistent like pain in my legs and feet and i you know figures kind of do like okay the shoes i've had the soles i've kind of been wearing for a bit and so you know kind of been talking to my wife about it so i was like you know what while we were while she was practicing you know, me and my wife kind of walked around, looked at some shoes and stuff, and that pretty much turned into my wife taking care of practice, and then she kind of gave me the time to make sure I got myself taken care of. So ended up giving me a couple of, you know, new, very comfortable shoes to kind of help, you know, relieve some of that pain, and it's been awesome this week. But, you know, uh, going on from there, uh, yeah, with the basketball stuff, so... 
you know, kind of had to have a uh, little talk with my oldest son because he recently had got started playing on a second team. And so, you know, he, he had the usual expected, you know, kind of nervousness and, you know, kind of didn't want to, or, you know, he's kind of arguing with my wife for a little bit before I talked to him about, you know, he didn't want to play with them. He wants to just only be with his other team. And so, you know, I had a little talk with him and just tell him, like, hey, it's okay to be, you know, nervous and scared and stuff like that because it's understandably because, you know, the, the main team he plays with, they've been playing f together for like four or five years or something like that. So, of course, you know, all, him and majority of these kids, you know, of course, you know, there have been kids and teammates that have kind of come and gone over the years, but there's a handful of them that have been stuck together at the hip, you know, since they were, you know, like seven years old. And so now they're, you know, 11, 12 years old, 13 years old. So, but, you know, I, I just kind of had to talk with him and just kind of tell him, like, hey, it's okay to be nervous, but, you know, if, if he's very, if he's serious about wanting to grow and get better at basketball, that, you know, he needs to experience new things, play with different people, and not just kind of get basically stagnant, you know, playing against the same people over and over and over and over. And so, you know, after, you know, we had a little talk and then um, my wife had took him to his practices and his uh, a couple of games he had Saturday because I think, I think he ended up playing with both teams on Saturday. Um, yeah, yeah, he had a game like Saturday morning with one team and then had a tournament with, another team in a different city. So, he, you know, there was a grapevine in the morning. And then I think they went down to, I think, Duncanville for the afternoon. And then he had a night game back in Grapevine. And so I, I took over the night shift and, and took him to his uh, to the last game. And so, you know, unfortunately, you know, they, they didn't, you know, win I don't think any of those games but you know my, my son he did fairly solid you know he you know kind of worked through those nerves and like the the later halves of most of the games he was kind of you know selling in with the team with the new team and stuff and you know putting up some points and stuff like that so but you know learning experience and stuff so you know like I said I think he, he's gonna end up like in you know getting a bounce between the two teams and so this morning, Sunday morning, um, I was on game duty with my daughter. So she, this, was, this was her uh, first game playing with um, with her new team as well. So, uh, you know, fortunately they didn't win either. <laughs> but, you know, uh, it was their kind of first time all playing together like that. And she, she, she kind of surprised me because she stepped up. So she is... I think her, there's only her and one other girl on a otherwise all-boys team. You know, she, she kind of usually kind of hangs back. You know, she does pretty solid on defense, but as far as like offense, she's you no know, kind of just like usually in the past and more kind of like standoffish. But we've noticed in like recent months, you know, she's kind of been coming out of her shell a bit more, which has been, you know, very awesome to see. And so she kind of surprised me today, like like the latter half of the game. You know, she was out there like, hey, hey, ball, 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 pass the ball, pass the ball. And I was like, whoa, 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 is, is, is that Janai doing that? <laughs> and so, you know, very, very awesome to see, you know, like I said, just her finding her own 
confidence and stuff and, and how she plays the game and stuff. So, um, so yeah, so, you know, like I said, kind of back and forth swing with the uh, sports and stuff. So, um, I believe, I think we could probably have the usual Tuesdays and Thursdays um, practices and stuff. So, oof, you know, buckling in for those. And then, you know, the, the sporadic um, weekend you know, tournaments here or general games there and stuff. So, but, you know, it, it's, it's fun to kind of get back in the swing of that and, and get the kids back involved in that stuff. So, yeah, um, family time <laughs> is, is back. And last little bit I want to add on here, you know, before we move into the, uh, the news and the sh TV shows and the manga stuff proper is, you know, I, I just want to give a general shout out to, Everybody out there, you know, I kind of had a, had a, you know, like I said earlier, was pretty excited to record this episode today, not just because of what I had to talk about, but, you know, I kind of got a, a resurgence of like positive energy because I had, had a lot of really cool online interactions with people. Um, and so I kind of just want just to give a shout out to everybody out there in the world, um, you know, it's lots of cool people out there doing really cool stuff, whether you're podcasting, you're an artist, um, you're doing reviews or general discussions or just just, just what you do in your everyday life. Uh, shout out to everybody out there. Lots of cool people out there doing really cool stuff, you know, on both big scale, small scale, people that's doing stuff full time, people that's doing it. And their spare time, like me, that's like, hey, you know, you got a day job, you got family, you might have kids. So shout out to everybody, you know, keep, keep, everybody keep doing your thing, keep pushing. Um, love to see it because me seeing other people out there like me, you know, like so kind of just gives me that re-energizing to like, okay, cool. Got the energy, see other people out there doing cool stuff. I'm going to keep pushing and do some cool stuff myself, so. Yeah, so let, let's take a quick break and head into some news. News time. So, got a handful of things I kind of want to touch on. Um, all things I'm pretty excited about, you know, truth be told. So, let's get right into it. So, over the last week, you know, there were lots of rumors and stuff floating around about various manga anime series getting movies coming up soon. And so, of course, you know, a lot of these rumors usually tend to start, you know, in the back half of the week, usually because, you know, by then the upcoming issue of the Shonen Jump magazine, you know, begins to leak online early. So people are getting screenshots and images of announcements and stuff from that early. And so when the magazine officially came out today on Sunday, we got official confirmation on a lot of stuff. So starting off, we are getting a Jujutsu Kaisen movie. And favorite thing I'm loving about this is that it's based off of the Volume Zero manga. Now, for those who don't know, or just a brief refresher, Volume Zero is a prequel story for the main series of Jujutsu Kaisen and it kind of focuses focuses on the student named Yuta. 
Now, Yuta has been kind of, you know, if, if you're anime only, Yuta has been teased and hinted at a lot throughout the series. And we finally got like a real true introduction of him in the manga recently where, you know, it's not just oh, hearing about him or seeing, you know, images of him in flashbacks. You know, he's like real deal involved in the story currently in the manga, um, which I'll touch on later. But um, like I said, for, for the uh, anime only people, so Volume Zero, like I said, uh, covers Yuta and his first year at Jujutsu High and, you know, how he met uh, Gojo Sensei and kind of getting to see uh, Maki and Panda and I can't remember his name, but the, the guy that has the speech jutsu, seeing all them and they're kind of like first year adventures and stuff together. And so very exciting stuff. Um, I'm very hyped that, you know, I, I was hoping to note that they would uh, adapt this volume, but the fact that it's getting the movie treatment is very, very hype because the anime season one of Jujutsu Kaisen that just wrapped up this week, the whole time through, it was consistently good quality, um, great quality for the animation and everything. So I can only imagine if that's what they're doing with the regular TV anime, like how awesome this stuff is going to look with a full on movie budget with a full-on movie budget backing it. So, yeah, pre pretty hype stuff. Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen movie, um, Volume Zero movie. Um, I believe they said it's slated to come out, I think, this summer. So, looking forward to that. So, moving right along with the movie train. So, we got the official naming for the for the upcoming uh, My Hero Academia movie, it's called My Hero Academia World Heroes Mission movie, and it's supposed to be coming out, I believe, like late in the summer. Like I think it's like August, if I remember correctly. Now, looking at the cover art that they put out for it, you know, it was you know Deku, Todoroki, and Bakugo. Kind of like, you know, like falling from the sky over a city and you see Endeavor riding in a helicopter and hawks flying around in the background. And so with it showing them, you know, the, those three students with Endeavor, it kind of makes me, leads me to believe that more than likely this movie is taking place during the Endeavor agency arc. So, um, and without, you know, getting into it too much, if you know, if you're an anime only person, basically there's an arc that should be coming up in this season of My Hero Academia, which by the way, season five of My Hero Academia just started this week. So the first episode was kind of a semi fillerish thing, but at the end of it, you know, got back into the canon story. But anywho, in the later half of this upcoming season, there should be a Endeavor Agency arc that, you know, involves Deku, Bakugo, and Todoroki. And so, with them three being involved in the movie with him and Hawks, and the way that the timeline of, okay, the season is just starting now, and this movie is coming out 
around August-ish, that's roughly when the season should be getting into or getting close to getting into that arc. So that'd be kind of cool if they managed to line it up just right to time it with that. So, um, so yeah, so that's kind of what to expect from that. So of course, very hype and excited to, to see another, you know, big My Hero Academia movie. I loved, you know, I really enjoyed the first one. Love the second one, man, that, that final scene of the last uh, My Hero Academia movie, I believe it's uh, Heroes Rising, seeing just Deku and Bakugo going in. Like, I got to see... That That was, like, one of the last movies I got to see in theaters last year before everything shut down for quarantine and stuff. And so I just remember it was like, man, my, my jaw was just dropped at how beautiful that movie looked and stuff. So during that fight sequence. So, yeah, very, very awesome uh, very excited, like I said, to, to see these three get to show out and stuff. So, and, and real quick, and sticking on the My Hero train, just a little, little you know, tidbit to just kind of share. Um, they did a cover reveal recently, with like last week or two or whatever, of uh, volume 30 of the manga has Dobby on the cover. So, it's just, just this really cool, you know, shot of just Dobby on the, on the cover by himself you know, showing off his uh, blue flames. So, yeah, just just really cool. Just wanted to share that um, cover. Like I said, it looked real cool. Majority of the My Hero Academia volume covers, I'm you know, pretty, pretty decent fan of. I still think, like, one of my favorites is that, uh, I believe it was volume 21 cover that is Endeavor kind of standing in front with Hawks in the background behind them. And so... Um, I, I kind of I got reminded of that cover recently because there was a poster for Falcon and Winter Soldier, um, which I'll talk about a little bit later on. That kind of reminded me of that. So, um, so yeah. So, <laughs> moving on to the next story, uh, news story I want to touch on. So they finally confirmed. Uh, so the last episode or the currently last episode of Attack on Titan. The final season, I think it was episode 16, had aired today. And so, as as I expected to talk about for freaking months, they announced that, yes, there is, you know, going to be more coming. Um, the next part of the final season is going to be airing in winter 2022 anime season. And so, just for clarification, for those who don't know, may have forgotten, whatever, winter 2022 is January 2022. Not the end, not December 2022, January 2022. So, yeah, uh, very excited, like I said, for them to finally reveal that, get that out there, because I got freaking tired of everybody like, oh, they're just going to do a movie like they did with Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer did a movie, so, of course, Attack on Titan is going to do one. It's like, no, you know, for, for people like me that actually read the manga, it's like, we know that there's like a little over 20 something chapters left for them to adapt to anime. And there's no way they would be able to fit that into a single movie, you know, without it being like stupid long or them doing multiple movies. So anywho, Attack on Titan final season part two will continue next early next year, winter, January, 2022. So very excited for that. So 
another movie. <laughs> like I said, they, they lost some movies confirmed this week. So they announced also a Black Clover movie. So the Black Clover anime, I believe the last episode currently is going to be airing. I believe this Tuesday coming up. It's going to be the final episode for a while. And so, you know, for those who don't know, that's because the Black Clover anime is like stupidly close to stuff going on in the manga right now like i'm talking about like months apart it's not even like oh like one piece is like a little over a year gap between the anime and the manga like black clover is like maybe like six months or so worth gap of material so so yeah so for the time being black clover anime is gonna be going on break but they announced that this movie is coming um i didn't see any other like concrete details about like hey what potentially the movie is going to cover. So I'm sure, you know, we'll find out more about that in the, uh, you know, months to come. Um, but yeah, but still pretty cool to see, you know, finally, you know, uh, Black Clover getting some more shine. So, um, you know, I, I've been a pretty decent fan of it. Um, it, it was a while before I kind of gave Black Clover an honest chance. Um, honestly, it was like maybe a year or two ago. I think it had to be about two years ago now. Um, uh, you know, I, th I think, I think, what was it? I think I had started watching the anime for Black Clover when that came out. And, you know, the beginning of it was, eh, okay. You know, wasn't too intuitive or, or whatever. But then, you know, when it kind of got to like that, uh, I think it's like that Water Temple kind of arc. It started picking up a bit for me, but still uh, wasn't the best. And then I was hearing from people that read the manga at that time, people were like, yo, Black Clover manga is currently better than what's going on than My Hero Academia. And I can't remember like I can't remember what, what arc My Hero Academia was on at the time. Um it hmm. May, maybe it was either the one A versus one B stuff that the anime is about to get into right now with My Hero, or it, I think I think it was somewhere between the one A one B going into the, the My Villain Academia arc stuff. Um, but at the, around that time, people were like, yo, Black Clover, Black Clover, hype, hype, hype. And so I was like, you know what? Okay. Let me, let me check out the manga, see what's going on. And man, people were not lying. Cause I think, cause at that time, that was the elf arc of Black Clover, you know, where the, uh, the elves took over everybody's bodies and stuff. And you got to see freaking, uh, Wizard King Julius versus, the one elf dude and all that stuff so so yeah so yeah black black cover do have some hype moments and 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 it's you know had some hype stuff recently as well but yeah but back then it was like okay i understand but yeah it still feels like in like like the greater sense black clover still doesn't get the same amount of love that like you know my hero academia and even now like you know jujutsu kaisen and demon slayer all that stuff like that it was kind of still you know, very low, especially when it comes to the sales and stuff or in general discussion. So hopefully this upcoming movie will kind of be a chance to kind of, you know, get Black Clover back, you know, and give it a little boost, you know, to kind of, you know, re-energize it and stuff, whatever. So, because like I said, Black Clover do be having some really cool and really hype stuff going on. So, yeah, looking forward to that. So final movie <laughs> i'll just kind of just touch on you know um 
and this is more of a on the gaming side they are doing a movie based off of Ghost of Tsushima now you know if, if you don't remember Ghost of Tsushima was a game that came out on PlayStation 4 last summer July 2020 uh you know was based in kind of like a feudal Japan era era and you know you played as a samurai slash ninja you know going around reclaiming the island of, of uh, Tsushima from invading uh Mongolians um but anywho they're doing a movie based off of that um I'm interested to see you know of course hey I'll check it out because I I really loved and enjoyed um, Ghost of Tsushima. Um, it was a very beautiful game, very fun combat to play as. Um, even that uh, multiplayer mode that came out, the Ghost of Tsushima Legends, was freaking awesome as well. Um, I need to get back to playing that some more. But um, but yeah, um, keep that on your radar. You know, like I said, Ghost of Tsushima movie coming up um, and stuff, and you know, and stuff like that. So yeah. And this last bit of news is just kind of, you know, just a general PSA um, for PlayStation people. Uh, just a reminder that they are doing, that they're giving away some free games. It's their, um, I believe it's called Play at Home Initiative. And so some of the games, let me get a uh, look at the list again. All right, I found the list. So the it's 10 games, like I said, it's, it's a mix of general, P, general PS4 games as well as some PSVR games. Um, like I said, it's completely free. You don't have to have PlayStation Plus or anything. So, hey, if you got a PS4, PS5, hey, just add them to your library. Maybe on a rainy day or somewhere down the line, you might be in the mood to try some of these. So, um, I'm just going to list off the games real quick. Um, Abzu, Enter the Gungeon, Res Infinite, Subnautica, The Witness, Astrobot Rescue Mission, VR, uh, Moss VR, Thumper, and Paper Beast. I believe that's also. I don't know. I don't know if that one's VR or not. But um. But yeah. So, um, handful of games there. And then coming in April, they're gonna be uh, giving away for free the complete edition of Horizon Zero Dawn. So if you have never played Horizon Zero Dawn, play it. That game is freaking awesome. Getting to run around as uh, this character named Aloy, you know, with her bow and arrow and different traps and gadgets. And you're basically fighting, hunting, taming, basically robotic animals. Um, the bulk of them are like robotic dinosaurs, but there are other, you know, robotic um animal looking creatures that you encounter and stuff so it's a very fun game um i think it's what man it's four years old now it came out in 20 20 spring 2017 um and so yeah so yeah like i said if, if you hadn't played it yet add it to your collection play it check it out um especially with you know the sequel horizon 2 forbidden west supposedly coming out later this year um, I'm very excited for that. So, yeah, like I said, just wanted to give a little heads up on that. Um, oh, and also, I think uh, uh, the PS4 Ratchet & Clank game, I believe, is also free as well. So, yeah, lots of free goodies and stuff to look forward to. So, yeah, um, take another quick little break, and then we're going to jump over to talking about a couple of uh, TV shows and anime I've been checking out. So, 
Be right back. All right. Time for some TV and anime talk. Uh, so I got a few things lined up. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Invincible. Dragon Quest Adventures of Die. And Promise Neverland. <laughs> so I figured let's go ahead and just rip the bandaid off. And get Promise Neverland out the way. So, you know, get past that so we can get into the more fun of the discussions versus, hey, having fun talking and ending on <laughs> Promise Neverland. So, real quick, so, Promise Neverland, season two, slash the end of the series for the anime side, um, aired last week. So, I pretty much had stopped watching season two maybe like four or five episodes ago. And so, I'm somebody, I read the manga, you know, pretty early on in its, in its starting. So, read the manga, you know, I've seen it to the end. And so, obviously, I'm, I was one of those that was very excited for to see certain things animated in season two. I won't belabor the point, but anywho, I, 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 was, I figured I had to do my due diligence and see season two through to the end. Just so I could properly talk about it, you know, with having full context of like, okay, I've seen, you know, the, how they finished up the anime versus how the manga ended. So, like I said, I, I, you know, kind of struggled through four episodes back to back, you know, while doing other stuff, you know, in the background, doing laundry and stuff around the house. Um, and yeah, it sucks that. It had to go out this way. Um, and of course, hey, spoilers for Promise Neverland anime and might even throw some manga stuff. So, Promise Neverland spoilers. I'll say this now before I proceed. So, okay. So, kind of going back a bit, you know, we know that I believe it was like, what, after like episode three, they started really shifting stuff around. You know, the kids made it to the bunker. And then, like, practically, like, the next episode, the bunker was getting raided. Um, I guess, hold on, let me step back another thing. The first alarming thing was, uh, shoot, I can't remember the, the darn dude's name. Hold on a second. Okay, you go. So, yeah. When, when, you know, they didn't show Yugo in that first episode and now, or that, you know, when they got to the bunker. And so, of course, I wanted to hold out hope that maybe, hey, maybe somehow they'll toss him in near the end or something. But no, only thing we got was just that one note he left, you know, that, hey, if, you know, anime only person, you wouldn't even know or have a clue about who wrote that note or whatever. But me as a manga reader reader sad to see that then we get this whole okay the hideout getting raided which in the manga that didn't happen till way later on <laughs> in, in the storyline but we got raided kids escaped ran into some demons yada 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 then we cut boom time skip a year and now the kids are hiding out near this demon town and then Norman them Norman ends up reuniting with them in that demon town. And then these last four episodes, you know, I'll admit that there were like a few things that kind of started giving me a bit of hope 
because I was like, okay, you know, they, they, of course, you know, they're changing some stuff around and the way they were handling a few things, I was like, okay, I'm feeling this a bit, you know, cause like, okay, you know, Isabella didn't die. She, she, in the manga, she <laughs> bit the dust, but in the anime, it's like, okay, Isabella's still here. You know, she's in, her and the mom, she got to go to the human world and stuff. But then it was just like seeing any any bit of hope that was starting to build up over those last few episodes. The last half of that final episode pretty much just tossed it out the window. It was like, okay. It was like Emma them sent everybody onto the human world once, you know, they got past Peter Ratchery and you know he offed himself. And then they sent the moms and the smaller kids and stuff to the human world. While Emma, Ray, Norman, uh, Norman's squad, uh, Musica, Sanju, while they all stayed behind. And basically, we then proceeded to get a several minutes of just basically still images, slideshow of what all Emma them did while they stayed back in the demon world, including seeing basically like the god demon thing where Emma made a new promise we see them go to the demon kingdom but of course they don't show the queen or any of that stuff um we see you know Mujica getting crowned as the new queen of the demon world um and a bunch of other flashes of stuff which you know me as a manga reader I caught you know, because like, oh, okay, hey, this is stuff I know. So it's like, okay, I could catch on what they were showing and just kind of blowing past. But man, I, I would love to hear from like an anime only person, like, what 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 was going through your mind when all that stuff was just flashing and going by quick and this stuff? Man, <laughs> it annoyed me. And like I said, I think maybe even more so because I know of the potential all this could have had, but <sighs> anywho, Promise Neverland season two, very disappointing. Like I said, it had like a few glimmers of hope sprinkled within, but then they just kind of crapped on that hope and, you know, sent it off. But, you know, de definitely recommend it. Um, you know, if, if you're interested in, in getting more Promise Neverland, more, in-depth stuff please check check out the manga um if you want to start you know hey you can hey, feel free to start from the beginning if you want to but if you just want to start um after where season one ended that was roughly i believe chapter 35 36 in the manga if i remember correctly I, it was definitely in the mid 30s um check that out you know, like I said, it, it's it's some really cool stuff that happens in the manga, um, especially the one that you probably heard about the most, the the whole Goldie Pond arc, them going against uh, the demon Lewis, um, or Lewis, however you pronounce his name, um, and, and several other tidbits in there. So, yeah, de definitely highly recommend it. You know, check check out Promised Neverland manga. Um, Cause yeah, it was some some really good stuff happened in there. So, but hey, you know the anime is done. <laughs> you know what what's done is done. So, you know may, maybe someday, like ten years from now, somebody will come back and do give it the the 
Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood treatment or something like that. So, you know, there there is hope. But yeah, let let's move on to some to some good <laughs> shows to talk about. All right, moving on. So let's stick with the anime discussion. So uh, I recently finally caught back up to uh, Dragon Quest: The Adventures of Dai. So I watched episodes twenty through twenty-five to get caught up with current. Man, I, I, I love this series. Um, I've never been a big fan of Dragon Quest as far as like the games. You know, I, I think I try to play one of them, maybe a couple of them over the years, and you know they they've been okay, but you know just never been nothing I've really been into. So hearing about them doing this Dragon Quest: Adventures of Die anime series which um found out that it was you know it's like a remake of uh of you know the series from way back when i think maybe like the 80s 90s um maybe not that far back but definitely a way a ways back well over 10 years ago um so yes i was kind of a little bit hesitant so but you know um last year when it started uh, I decided to give it a, give it a shot because like, hey, you know, why not? I always try to be open to to trying out new shows at least a little bit. And man, the show. So right off the bat, first thing you're gonna notice is visually it looks awesome. Now they do have like a couple of like CG moments in there, but from what I can remember, out of the 25 episodes so far, I've they've only done that maybe two three times at most that, that I can recall off the, top, off the top of my brain. It was like one from like one of the first couple episodes and then one from like a couple episodes ago recently. So yeah, not too bad, but yeah, but overall visually it looks freaking stunning. Um, the cast of characters is really awesome and really cool. You know, pop and die mom, uh, so on and so forth. You know, just, just a pretty awesome cast of characters. The fights tend to be pretty sweet as well. Um, like I said, visually it looks really cool. So that mixed in with really solid fights is awesome. So aside from those things, the thing that made me want to just bring up talking about it is so one of so the main group of bad guys that you know our heroes are facing um one of them so basically like the bad guys have like this uh these different legion commanders that command you know the different things you know beasts and the undead and so on and so forth well one of them the strongest one of them is a guy named baron and he is the dragon Legion commander. And so, and hey, let's go into a little bit of spoilers for this, but definitely, hey, check out this show. Um, even the stuff I'm about to say shouldn't, uh, you know, deter you from or ruin anything, or whatever. But like I said, just, just mild spoilers, but hey, maybe this might convince you, <laughs> you know, to, to watch it even further. So we got a chance to see Baron finally in action because. Um, you know, where, where the last episodes I have finished off, you know, die of them had finally beat one of the other Legion commanders named Flaz Flazard. 
Um, he's this like half demon, half ice uh, creature. And so they, you know, they took him out, die, use this kind of mysterious power that he's kind of had bubble up here and there throughout the series, which we've now learned is called um, basically the power of a dragon knight. Um, because he has, you know, this little crest on his forehead that glows anytime it activates. And so, so yeah, so after they defeat, you know, Flazard, they encounter some people that know what that crest on his forehead is. And so, you know, they try, die them travel with these people, um, and they end up and die ends up going into this temple that is dedicated to the dragon knights. And there is this dragon crystal there that basically speaks to him and tells him information about, you know, what the dragon knight is, how it was formed. And basically the dragon knight is like this ultimate warrior that was created by basically like the three gods that created their world. So it was like the God of the people, the God of dragons and the God of, I think like demons and creatures and stuff like that or whatever. So them three kind of combine their power to create a dragonite. So while Dai is down here, you know, talking to this thing, whatever, and the chrysalis confirming like, yes, you know, you are a dragonite. That is the reason how you're able to enter the temple because only a dragonite is permitted to enter. Well, while this conversation is going on, Freaking Dragon Commander Baron shows up, and then the crystal thing freaks out. It's like, whoa, whoa, wait, what is going on? Because obviously, like she, like the crystal said, only Dragon Knights can enter the thing, and so we learn that Baron is also a Dragon Knight. And once again, spoilers, he is apparently Dai's father, and so you know it was kind of this weird thing of like, whoa. There have never been two Dragonites in existence at, at the same time in you know in history. It's always been one at a time. Well, the reason why Dai is an exception to this rule is because he is the son of a Dragonite Bardon. And apparently Dai's biological name is Dino. Eh. Drop the N, make it Dio. But <laughs> but anywho, you know, so that that was that was a shocker to learn. It's like, whoa, okay. This dude that we've seen from a distance seem to be pretty strong. It's like, okay, he's strong on his own because he freaking can't command freaking dragons. But on top of that, he has this other legendary dragon power. And so we get this freaking really cool showdown between Dai and Bardon. And then we also had freaking... um. Uh, crocodile show up to help out, um, kind of like the, this crocodile looking person creature, um, that kind of commands beasts and stuff, whatever. But he shows up to help die them out, and so they get like really cool attacking on him. But man, this dude is just mega flexing, super, he's a super beast monster across the board, like pop. Use this, uh, basically his currently his strongest spell, um, called Donk. <laughs> so, side note, this series has some really silly and wacky names for some otherwise very cool attacks and techniques. But yeah, so Donk, 
is it's basically gravity spell, but we get this like badass shot of Bardon still slow walking, basically unbothered by this gravity feel that's you know hitting him and stuff. So, um, so yeah, so he's flexing, you know, ends up doing this freaking mega crazy. I think attack Carl. I think it was like Giga Breaker. Um, finally, like a badass move that doesn't you know that has a cool name. Uh, Giga Breaker and freaking just destroys die. And then he gets us to our current predicament where he activates this ability within his Dragon Crest and basically wipes all of Dai's memories. <laughs> Which is insane. And so, of course, that breaks die. And then Bardon, you know, he flees and stuff like that. Because he, you know, got a little bit hurt by dialing a bit. So, he flees to recover. And now we're left with Dai, who is basically in the state of, like, a small child. Because he doesn't have a memory of anything. He doesn't even know his own name. Any of his friends. Anything. So, it's very heartbreaking to see. Um, so very interested to see like how, you know, they're going to recover from this because the end of the last, the most recent episode, we basically see Bodon summon, which is basically his three generals and each of them kind of are dragon commanders of the land, sea and air. So we had this kind of like, you know, bird looking dude for the air makes sense. Had this kind of like walrus looking guy for the sea. And then this kind of you know, more like human human looking person for the land. And so they're about to come together to attack Dai. While he's obviously in a weakened state. You know from having this memory loss. So man you know things are looking good for our heroes. But man highly 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 recommended. Give the show a shot. Like I said even if you're not a fan of. The Dragon Quest series, like I am, it's definitely something. It's like I said, it's a, it's just an overall fun time and fun show to watch. So definitely check it out. And a la last little uh, cool little tidbit that I had found out about Bottom, which you know probably another reason why he is now a new favorite character of mine, is that the person that does his voice, his voice actor, is the same voice actor that does Eisen from Bleach. Now, Eisen from Bleach, love him. Really cool, you know, villain, badass, super OP. So, of course, it is very fitting that the same guy who voiced him would be voicing Bardon for Dragon Quest. So, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on to the next show. All right, next, moving on to general TV talk. The next show I'm going to talk about is Invincible. Now, Invincible is currently airing on um, on Amazon Prime. And so, um, Invincible is based off of a comic book series by Robert Kirkman, um, the creator of The Walking Dead, um, and a couple other guys that I'm not too familiar with, but comic books kind of, kind of superhero comic book but way more serious tone kind of like um if you saw the 
um, another Amazon series based off of another <laughs> comic um, called The Boys. If you have seen The Boys, then you'll kind of ex know what to expect as far as like tone and realism. Because man, even though Invincible is an animated series, boy, I was not prepared for how hardcore and brutal this series is. So um, first off, I'm kind of say I'm going to give a little bit more general information before I get into spoilers and stuff. But like I said, it's, it's you know, they put up the first three episodes of the show and then from then on it's going to be airing weekly every Friday going forward. Um, I can't remember how many episodes they said it was going to be, um, but they're doing, you know, like I said, um, new episodes every Friday after they release these first three. Um, and so and the comic book series um, is fully complete. Um, I believe it was a 100, 144 issues, if I remember correctly. Um, and after watching these first three episodes, I ended up buying the first compendium of the comic books. I believe it has, I think maybe, hold on, let me take a look real quick. Okay, um, I think it's like the first maybe 40 something issues of the comic. Um, can't, I can't, sorry, I can't find the full info on it or whatever at, at just a quick glance, but, um. But yeah, I ended up buying the first compendium. Um, I ended up just buying all of it because um, currently it's on sale. The uh, Each compendium is on sale for, I believe, 20 bucks right now. Um, and it's three compendiums that, you know, that will make up the whole series. So, hey, like I said, if, if, if you're interested, check, you know, go ahead and pick them up. Uh, and, and I guess I should clarify, that's the price of them digitally. I don't know what it is for it physically. I just bought it digitally so I can, so I can just, you know, read it on my phone, tablet, etc. So, so, uh, yeah, let, let me kind of now, now going into a little bit spoiler territory. So, like I said, uh, so I knew nothing about this series going into it aside from, hey, it's a comic book series, you know, been around for a little bit. I didn't realize how long it's been out since like early 2000s, but you know, I've heard really good stuff about it. Um, you know, uh, Greg Miller from over at Kind of Funny, um, him and the team over there, they've been, um, especially him, have been really big uh, fans of of the comic for many years. I don't talk about it or whatever. So that was kind of like, I think the first time I learned about it and stuff. And so, yeah, all I knew is like, hey, this is based off of a comic, off of a comic series done by the creator of Walking Dead. Okay, cool. So yeah, so yeah, very awesome. Uh, <laughs> very brutal and violent, man. The ending of episode one, where Omni Man, you know, which is basically like the equivalent, equivalent, equivalent. Sorry, can't always speak of this world, Superman, and you know, equating it to. Uh, the boys, like Homelander, basically he freaking goes crazy and just massacres and kills the rest of like their uh, hero league. Basically, like 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 their version of the Justice League. Forgive me for not you know remember all the names. Like I said, kind of still new to the series, haven't 
memorize all the names and stuff. But um, but yeah, so he goes freaking ridiculous, kills everybody. Um, and of course, they they try to put up a fight and try to hit him and you know, take him out. But he's just too powerful, too strong. He ends up just squishing heads, decapitating people, ripping people in half. Man, it was a slaughter fest. And, you know, the heat passes out or whatever. Of course, that throws things into, into turmoil because basically it's like, hey, the freaking Justice League equivalent got decimated. So now you're having to, you know, have all these new young and upcoming heroes, including his son, um, who is like, who is the main character of the series. At least it seems like he's supposed to be um, kind of stepping up and taking on these new hero roles and stuff. So. Yeah, I am uh I am hooked. You know, like I said, don't don't really have too much more to kind of dive into with that, but just you know, like, like I said, just kinda of wanted to put that on people's radar because like I said, I didn't know too much about it going in aside from hey, comic book series from the creator of Walking Dead or you know, superhero comic series best, you know, from him. But um yeah, like I said, I'm definitely very interested to see where this the rest of the anime season goes. Um and then, like I said, you know, maybe just probably just diving deep into the comic book. Um, especially, you know, that it's always a cool thing, you know, coming to coming to a series late and knowing that like, hey, it is fully done and complete. So you can kind of binge it to the end and know that like, hey, you're heading towards a definitive end. So, yeah, kind of, kind of looking forward to um, keeping up with that. So once again, that's Invincible. First three episodes are currently on amazon prime right now so yeah definitely check it out um and like i said <laughs> very very brutal very violent um and i heard it you know it's only gonna be equal or worse as it goes on so i am definitely glad that i did not watch it with my kids like i was thinking about it as well because like when it's first started i was like oh it's so very colorful and looks really cool i was like man maybe i should you know uh bring my kids in like hey let's watch this new comic book series where like you know because you know we've watched the the marvel movies and stuff like that or whatever so i was like hey this maybe this would be something fun but i'm glad i was like you know what i'll just you know i'll just enjoy it now and then you know maybe i'll get them into it later because <laughs> i remember saying i think i think it's before i even watched the episode um greg miller um like i said from kind of funny he had made a mention of like hey episode one make sure to watch the post credit scene and that was the moment where they did the where um Omni Man did the massacre. So I saw when I was watching that, my freaking jaw was just dropped it like, yo, okay. Glad I did not have my kids here. <laughs> and they will not be watching that. They won't even know about it. <laughs> you know, unless somehow they're listening to my podcast, which they shouldn't be, <laughs> you know, but yeah. Just just a word of caution, you know, if if you're like say like me, like, oh hey, new comic book animated show i'm gonna watch it with my kids or family members or whatever just know hey this is some brutal stuff so know that going in so yeah invincible check it out all right let's keep trucking along so the last tv series i'm gonna talk about today is gonna be a uh, falcon and winter soldier <laughs> so i was kind of kicking myself in the butt after last week's podcast because can't believe I forgot to mention the first episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier last week. So I, I think what happened was I watched the first episode 
like Friday morning before I went to work last the previous week when it aired. And honestly, I was so hyped off of it that I was like, man, I need to at least go ahead and record my impressions of this now, you know, and then, you know, uh, squeezing into the podcast when I record the rest a couple of days later. Well, you know, like I said, did that before, you know, watched it before work. So got to work, you know, day kept going or whatever. I forgot about it. And then once I put up the episode and then, you know, Monday seeing different reviews and discussion and stuff about it, I was like, crap, <laughs> I can't believe I forgot about that show. So, but anywho, here we are. Now I get to talk about two episodes. So, yeah, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, just like uh, WandaVision, I'm really liking these Disney Plus shows kind of giving some of these characters that don't get too much shine in the big MCU movies their own time to kind of like, hey, let's spend a handful of episodes fleshing out these characters and their lives and stuff, whatever, a bit more. Because honestly, the thought I had, like when I was watching like the first episode of uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier uh, the other week, I felt like in like, like within like the first 15 minutes, I had heard Sam slash Anthony Mackie. I was like, man, I don't think I've heard this dude talk this much and all his other MCU appearances combined as much as he got to talk in the first few minutes of Falcon and Winter Soldier, which is awesome. It's a good thing. You know, I'm, I'm very glad that, like I said, time get a chance to kind of slow things down a bit <clears throat> and get to spend time with these characters. Um, now, of course, episode one, Opening up with that freaking super cool uh, flight slash action scene where, you know, Falcon is flying in and out of that, uh, of like the little carrier plane fighting the dudes and they're uh, kind of like squirrel suit gliding through these, uh, through this like canyon and stuff and like different camera angles and, and stuff like that. And then watching him, you know, like dodging missiles and helicopters Man, talk about a energizing way to start your Friday morning. That was, whoa, <laughs> was not expecting that. And then, you know, then it kind of you know, slowed down from there. Um, you know, and I guess in turn, we also kind of got a chance to see, you know, in the uh, Bucky's Winter Soldier flashback, seeing that action and stuff as well. So really cool, like so getting those action bits and then, hey, slowing it down going into stuff and so it's really cool getting to see both of these characters kind of going through their own personal struggles you know sam kind of torn between not feeling truly worthy of carrying on captain america's legacy like um like steve rogers wanted him to and then on the flip of that you know bucky kind of trying to come to terms with all the stuff he's done over the years as the winter soldier and kind of, you know, having this list of people he needs to kind of like make amends to and stuff. Um, and, you know, like seeing how, and I'm interested in seeing like how his relationship with the old guy, um, who is, I believe the father 
of the young guy he had killed um, in that flashback they showed. Um, but yeah, so like I said, it's just kind of really interesting getting to see a bit more of that, um, seeing some of Sam's, you know, kind of like family struggles with, you know, his sister and his nephews and stuff, you know, kind of, you know, definitely, you know, reminded me of, you know, the same feelings I felt, you know, with, you know, my siblings and my nieces and nephews and stuff, you know, like, whenever I show up, like, hey, Uncle Robert, cool, Uncle Robert's here, da 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 and it gets to be the cool uncle and stuff, but, um, yeah, um, well, one thing, you know, I've definitely been appreciating of the show is that, at least so far, you know, I've you know, heard, you know, some other people discuss this, whatever, but I'm liking that they're not really shying away from some of like the kind of like more kind of like the racial stuff within, you know, the, the MCU world as it pertains to this, whatever. Cause you know, like, like I said, you know, like the scene with Sam and his sister going to the bank and you know, the guy at first being like, Oh, Hey, you're the Falcon. Cool. Can I get a selfie with you? And doing all this whole circus stuff. And of course, Sam is entertaining him or whatever, but then it's like, well, sorry, you know, the rules have kind of tightened up since the blip and we don't show any work history from you from the last five years. And even though he's like, well, duh, because I freaking got, you know, snapped out of existence for five years. So, um, but yeah, you know, just seeing, you know, them going through that and then, you know, the moment in episode two where we learn that there was basically like a black uh, kind of like a super soldier like uh, Captain America and Bucky and just learning that like, hey, there was a black dude just like them back in the day. But, you know, apparently at some point he was sent out to hunt down Bucky and stop him at one point in time. But he didn't get a parade or a big thank you. It was just like, no, they locked him away. They experimented on him for years and tortured him and now you know he has this anger understandably understandably so you know built up that it's like hey you know don't bring up that stuff whatever anymore and you know yeah like i said it was just kind of just like really interesting just seeing that as well as you know when uh when bucky and sam was leaving his house and of course, you know, they're kind of like, you know, like, like the hood, kind of like rough part of town. And then seeing the police show up and being asking Bucky, the white guy, being like, yo, hey, um, excuse me, sir. Um, are, are you OK? Is this gentleman bothering you? And Falcon's like, yo, <laughs> we just talking. So like, come calm down, sir. Da, 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 da. And then one of the other cops having to whisper to him, like, like, hey, uh, uh, that, that's the Falcon. And then him like, oh, 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 I apologize, sir. I didn't recognize you, you know, without the outfit or your goggles and all that crap or whatever. And so, you know, like I said, it, it was like I said, very interesting to see them, you know, like I said, not shying away from that side of things too much. But, um, but yeah, so like I said, very interesting to see how that stuff is going to go. Um, you know, very happy to see uh, Bucky and Sam, you know, uh, team up this episode and, and already seen like okay, I'm liking the chemistry, their little back and forths on on stuff. Um I like their kinda like little back and forth when they were <laughs> in the uh in that uh interrogation room with that therapist and she you know she's making them 
you know, face each other and sit close and look at each other and they're, you know, acting like kids doing the damn staring contest and, and all that fun stuff. So, uh, so yeah, so I'm definitely, uh, looking forward to, you know, keep, keeping up with the show. Um, and hopefully, you know, I'll try to, you know, at least like mention it, um, every week on the podcast and stuff. So, but, um, yeah, definitely looking forward to, to seeing, um, more adventures of these guys. And, um, oh, and, and we also kind of got to look at the, I guess like the main leader of the, I believe it's called the Flag Smasher group. Um, this chick, um, who apparently, I guess she was also kind of like in like a similar role in the solo Star Wars movie few few years back. Um, I still need to watch that. So, so I think since it's on Disney Plus, I need to just say one weekend or something, watch it or whatever. But um, but yeah, so you know, she seems kind of cool. So looking forward to seeing more of that. Um. And what what was the other thing I was thinking about? Uh oh, and of course seeing how, you know, Sam and Bucky are interacting with um this new quote unquote Captain America guy and his sidekick dude. Um, because uh 'cause yeah, they you know, they came into the action and ended up helping out Sam and Bucky a couple of times here and there. And so yeah, yeah, I'm just very interested to see like how all these characters, you know, um, intermingle and work together and stuff like that. So, yeah, very, very excited for uh, for that. So, and yeah, and very uh, kind of, you know, action packed Friday. You know, having you know Winter Soldier and Falcon and uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier as well as uh, Invincible. You know, both airing on Fridays. So, yeah, um, some some action packed Fridays. So. Yeah, uh, gonna take another quick little break, and then we'll jump into some manga talk. All right, manga time. So, uh, let's start off this week with One Piece, um, since I believe it was on break last week. I believe, yeah, 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 it was on break last week. So, yeah, so One Piece uh, manga chapter 1008. Once again, spoilers talk for one piece manga chapter 1008 titled leader of the Atamaya thieves brigade ashura doji um so yeah so on, on the cover this we kind of get this kind of really cool uh cover request by let me see who was it by um Mike Michael Caramel. Um and the request was a horse that wants to fly gets turned into a Pegasus with help from Robin. So basically it's you know this horse that wanted to be that wanted to fly. Robin used her um devil fruit hand ability to give him like some hand looking wings. And so yeah, so really cool looking cover. So jumping into the into the chapter though. So we pick back up from the craziness from last chapter where, you know, things ended up where we had this quote unquote Odin figure showing up. And so, um, I'm not going to go blow by blow, but basically, you know, this person comes in and is like, oh, hey, I've come to the future to help, you know, with the help of Toki's powers. Um, I don't have time to explain everything right now, but, you know, yeah, let's go. Let's go fight Kaido. 
And so, of course, everybody, Kenny Mon, uh, Nekamamushi, Kiku, Denjiro, etc. Everybody's boohooing and crying like, oh my god, Lord Odin's back. But Ashra Doji is the only one that freaking had some damn sense. It was like, uh, yeah, guys, let's slow our roll. Clearly, this is a fake. And it's like, hey, do you not remember that, you know, it's like, first of all, Toki can't go back in time. Her power can only go forward. So, you know, she couldn't have gone back to when Odin was alive and then sent him into the future. And it's like, hey, y'all, we literally saw the dude boil to death, then get shot in the head. So, let's think. So, Ashura Doji, um, you know, ends up, uh, you know, pushing uh, Kinemon out the way and does a slice at the Odin, at the Odin, fake Odin's face. And of course, Slash, no blood or nothing. Then Ashura Doji gets stabbed through. And then we basically learn that this clone thing is a ink clone by freaking Conjuro. So, <clears throat> so then of course, you know, Ashura Doji falls after, after getting stabbed. Kiku comes over and is like, I'm sorry, I failed to finish off. Uh, Conjuro, and she's like, she, and you know, basically they're talking about like, you know, uh, you know, her going soft or not being able to, to basically finish the job when facing somebody that she once considered a friend. <clears throat> so, yeah, so, yeah, so, like I said, um, then they all start, you know, trying to attack the clone. And then, uh, the clone has a freaking string of a dynamite attached to it and lights the match. And so, Ashura Doji, uh, ends up grabbing the clone and jumping out the freaking window, saving everybody and just taking the explosion head on. Now, it looks like Ashura Doji got mega toasted. Could we kind of get like a panel of like, you know, his sword burnt up and then like a silhouette of his burnt up body laying on the ground. And so then we have the rest of the squad, you know, chasing after Conjuro and as they're chasing after Conjuro, freaking Jack shows up. <laughs> so Jack shows up and is like, okay, cool. You know, I've taken out, you know, the rest of the minks that were trying to hold him off. And so, and so then we have Inarashi, uh, Dogstorm, step up and he's like, yo, rest of you guys, head on. I'll deal with Jack myself. So, of course, Jack is like, yo, <laughs> you think you can take me on by yourself? You know, best, you know, hey, you feel a little confident. And he makes a little comment of like, of basically saying like, hey, you're not going to get any help from the moon because the moon ain't going to be shining down here, homie. And then Dogstorm replies back and is like, well, hey, you ain't going to poison this gas this time either. So, guess we both got to make do. <laughs> so, that was kind of funny to them. You know, Dogstorm kind of giving a little jab back at him. I was like, hey, hey, I ain't got no moon. You ain't got no poisonous gas. What's up, homie? <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so 
you know, they you know they're gonna do their thing. We cut over to part of the castle is on fire. And we see a little uh, shadowy figure with some with some dumb looking teeth in the background. And it's freaking Orochi, still alive. You know, laughing his, his head off. <laughs> laughing his head off. <laughs> Pun was not intended, but hey, uh, laughing his head off. Uh, you know, talking about like, ha ha ha, you know, you, thought, you, know, you didn't kill me. And talking about he's going to slaughter everybody. Believe it when we see it, man. So, we then hop over to uh, Yamato, Momo, and Shinobu. And, you know, uh, Momo is turned back to normal. And then uh, Yamato basically makes a comment of like, Hey, you know, your power um, reminded me of my father. And was like, hey, man, if, if, if I could turn into a monster like him... It would be a great help to everybody. So once again, teasing. Hopefully Momo gets to do some cool stuff soon in the future. And so Yamato is basically like, yeah, um, hopefully everybody is is okay, doing okay against um, Kaido. And then Momo kind of makes a little comment of like, of like, yeah, um, Luffy is pretty hurt, but somehow he's still fine. And then, you know, Shinobu is like, whoa, hey, how do you know that? And then we kind of cut over and see Luffy on the roof. And so it, it seems like this might have been a moment of, you know, because it, it's assumed that, you know, Luffy and Momo both have this ability, the same ability that Roger, Gold Roger had um, called, you know, the voice of all things. So, so that's what's going on because it seems like Luffy kind of detected him too. <laughs> and so, so yeah, so Luffy hops up and it looks like he got blasted back again or something. And so basically they, they you know, talk about how, you know, they need to figure out Zoro, the kid and Law them are all talking about like, yeah, we need to figure out a way to split up. Kaido and Big Mom, <laughs> you know, because, like, you know, trying to take on both of these together is ridiculous. So, yeah, they're going to try to figure out some type of plan to try to split them up. And we finally get a good shot at Kaido's hybrid form. Now, at first glance, you know, I'm not, it's not looking eh, too impressive to me. You know, it looks kind of cool, but at the same time, it's, I don't know. Uh, you know, I don't really know what I was expecting, but, you know, it's like, oh, okay, you know, cool. You know, he, you know, he has more scales covering, like, his upper chest and then from, like, his neck going down his, uh, both, you know, midway down his forearms. He has a dragon tail, you know, has a few more horns um, and stuff like that. So, you know, looks pretty cool. But, uh, but yeah, but we kind of end the chapter with, um with, you know, Kaido and Big Mom, you know, you know, standing off against, you know, the our five guys, you know, Luffy, Zoro, Kid Law, um, and Hawkins. No shoot, not Hawkins. <laughs> Killer. Um and then somebody makes a comment of saying, like, man, it looks like we're in hell. And then Luffy says, That suits me fine. 
I've been to hell and back a few times already. It's home territory. And then Kaido laughs and he's like, that's his straw hat. The light never leaves your eyes, does it? And that's the end of the chapter. So, yeah, um, lots of, uh, <laughs> I feel like this chapter was like a freaking circus of things going on. Because it's like we had, had Conjuro coming back. Had Orochi coming back. We got uh, um, Ashura Doji got caught up in that damn explosion from the clone's dynamite attack. We have Dogstorm about to take on Jack by himself. Uh, yeah, I'm just kind of just browsing through this chapter again. It was just like, man, like I said, Orochi's back. And who knows what the hell he's going to freaking do. If anything, just be more annoying. Uh, and yeah, like I said, having that moment, you know, Momo kind of sensing what Luffy's current state is, even though they're in different parts of the, of the island. So yeah, um, that's one piece for the week. So yeah, let, let's jump on over to the next manga. All right. So switching over to My Hero Academia manga chapter 307. So once again, spoilers, My Hero Academia, Manga Chapter 307, titled, Been a While. So, this chapter kind of started off with us kind of getting a chance to see um, a couple of students from, what school is it, uh, Ketsu Butsu Academy, um, Hero Course, um, Yo Shindo, and... Tatami Nakagame. Now Shindo, I for sure remember because he had the the kind of like earthquake type of quirk. Now this other girl, I don't really remember what her deal was. I'm about to you know do some research and kind of look back up on her some more. So, but um, but yeah, um, it's showing that these two are now third years. Now, if I remember correctly, last time we saw them, they were second year. So this kind of just basically just confirms that like, hey, you know. Uh, at the end of, you know, last chapter, when uh, it ended with showing Odeku at the end of stuff and it's saying, uh, you know, April, basically it's the start of a new school year. That's how the school system works in Japan. So, you know, these guys are now third years, which will make Deku them now second years. So, um, so yeah, so Shindo and Tatami or out kind of patrolling and basically they're on a mission to basically get, there's a bunch of civilians that have kind of like taken shelter within this kind of like office building area. And so, you know, they show up and try to convince them to, you know, Hey, come, you know, come, uh, move into one of the shelters at one of the schools. It'd be safer there. So on and so forth. And so of course, you know, the people are like, no, it's like, we're not basically like, we're not going to listen to any, you know, any freaking heroes after the crap that, you know, the, or the current state of, you know, things now, and especially not no kids trying to play hero. And so, like I said, we have uh, several adults, um, one of which I kind of like his design. It's kind of like a, a hamster gerbil looking guy with a beard, um, yeah, it looks pretty cool. I'm curious. I'm trying to see, like, his... I can't tell if he has, like, a mechanical arm or if he has, like, a diamond 
quirk or something like Diamond Josie from One Piece or something, but a hamster. But um, but yeah. But anywho, so so these people, you know, like hey, we can take care of ourselves. You know, we've been fighting off people that try to attack our shops and so on and so forth. So leave here, kid. You know, we'll handle. We'll take care of things ourselves. And so. So Shindo them end up leaving, and so Shindo kind of makes a comment of like, man, you know, if I really wanted to, my quirk could just like take down that whole building. I could freaking drag those people out of there by force if I was allowed to. So Tatsumi gets a notification from somebody's like, yo, hey, y'all gotta run. He's nearby, and they're like, what? And then whoever's on the other on the on the phone is like, so. Itajiro spotted him with their own eyes. Um, we won't make it in time, so get out of there. He's coming. And we see freaking like freaking Hulk leaping and bounding across buildings. Freaking muscular has returned. Muscular shows up and begins fighting uh Shindo. And obviously, man, we, we remember how much of a monster muscular was. Back when you know Deku was going against him back during the uh, the forest arc, very early in the series, man, kind of crazy thinking back to that. But um, but yeah, so they're fighting. Uh, the so while Shino's trying to keep him distracted, Tatsumi tries to go and convince the people to evacuate, and so uh, the people are like, like, hey, no, we'll try to help out or whatever, you know, um, um. And that, you know, they're not going to listen. They're not going to listen. You know, they'll take the things themselves. And then we have a moment where freaking muscular slams Shindo into the side of the building. And so I can't tell. It's hard to tell. But it looks like they smashed into the part of the building where a lot of those people were. Um, actually, no, no, no. I'm looking. At, it was the building across because it shows a panel of muscular looking across the street at um at the people in the building whatever so so yeah so shindo is doing his best you know using his um kind of like earthquake tremble ability to try to combat um muscular and muscular's like yeah yeah little boy this ain't gonna work bro <laughs> i have twelve thousand layers of muscle fiber as armor you know, no pelly power is going to reach through to my actual body. And so basically Shindo starts turning it up a notch. And it's basically like, okay, you know what? Normally I wouldn't do this because, you know, for one, the backfire, the uh, the side effect is like, hey, it's going to kind of leave me immobilized for a while. But he kind of makes the comment of like, well, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. And he's like, if there's anything heroes ought to have at this point, it's rock hard spirit that refuses to bend or break. And he does an ability called tremor, tremoring earth. And he's like, I'll turn your brain into a milkshake when I'm done. And muscular just lays on the weight even more, just uh, smushing Shindo into the ground. And so some of the adults that were in the building are like, man, we got to go save that kid. And muscular is just like, ah, uh, just feeling himself like it's time for a, for a blood frenzy. And we switch over and we just see a big panel of just the words smash coming across the screen. And then we hear a voice saying muscular. 
And then basically Deku is like, yo, no wonder my, uh, you know, his danger sense quirk just kept on going off. Basically, reminder, danger sense, the quirk he got from the fourth user is like this world's equivalent of like Spider-Man's spider sense. And so basically Deku shows up, you know, rocking his new gear um, or his new kind of like new um, look. And he's like, man, no wonder, you know, his danger sense, you know, his uh, his ability wouldn't show up. And then muscular has this kind of like orgasmic, sorry for the word, <laughs> kind of look on his face. is like, hey, I know that voice. So he's excited. I'm excited to see freaking Deku versus muscular part two. Um, hopefully we get to see Deku just flex on this dude and just, hey, wop, wop couple shots and muscular is down for the count so this this is going to be a hype chapter next chapter hopefully um yeah getting to see muscular put in some work and stuff so um and yeah and I'm, I'm definitely glad we kind of immediately jump into stuff and continue things going on from the last chapter um i know of course you know, a lot of people kind of were afraid that you know they might we might cut away for a while or something like that but um but yeah but horikoshi is just going on into the next thing so yeah very exciting and uh and us getting a chance to see you know shindo and tatami you know kind of gives me hope that uh that hopefully you know in this arc we'll get a chance to see more students from you know maybe from some of the other schools um the one that's kind of coming to mind or a couple that's kind of coming to mind i can't think of his name but the guy that kind of has like the kind of like whirlwind attack that uh that Todoroki and Bakugo them met at the uh, provisional licensing uh, thing. Maybe going to see him and uh, Kami again would be cool. As well as you know, some other characters we haven't seen in a while. I think this would be kind of a cool thing because, you know, of course, with the lack of pro heroes now, a lot of these students are having to kind of step up and fill in some of those gaps and help out. So, so, yeah, so I think this would be a kind of a really cool time to see um, a lot more of the students and other characters and stuff coming to play. So, yeah, um, very excited. Like I said, hopefully next chapter we get right into seeing uh, Deku versus uh, Muscular Part 2. So, yeah, looking forward to it. All right, so switching over to the uh, last manga I'll probably talk about for today, um, Jujutsu Kaisen. Manga chapter 144. Um, I, I guess real quick, I'll, I'll kind of just, you know, talk on it briefly. Um, the uh, the anime for Jujutsu Kaisen, you know, just wrapped up. So, man, that, that was a very cool finale for the anime. Um, getting to see, you know, Yuji and uh, what's her name? Uh, Nabora teaming up and going in and it, it was really cool seeing seeing her use her uh that some ability that she using like like the straw hat or the straw doll thing early in the season again seeing her use that on herself because the curse's blood had gotten into her system so her doing that on herself was kind of affecting them so anywho just really cool getting to see both of them kind of, you know, go in and tag team and stuff. Um, 
And then, of course, going to see Chozo, you know, get his first kind of like, like true anime introduction this week. So, um, yeah, um, like I said, just, just wanted to mention that right off the top before, you know, jumping into that. So, uh, so yeah, so a lot, lots of cool Jujutsu Kaisen stuff. Uh, season one was great. Um, you know, like I said earlier, looking forward to the uh, Volume Zero movie coming later this year, hopefully. And then... Um, and then the the eventual season two in the future. So, anywho, let let's switch back over to the manga. So, one, like I said, Jujutsu Kaisen manga chapter one forty four titled "That Place." So, you know, we kind of uh, you know, pick back up with you know um, Itadori and Megumi talking about the calling game, and. You know, him asking for help. And so, uh, while they're up there discussing stuff, uh, Yuta kind of makes a comment about uh, Sakuna uh, is plotting something involving Fushiguro. Um, and then Yuji makes a mention. Um, actually, no, no, I'm sorry, my bad. That's Yuji telling. You tell them that Sukuna seems to have something plant, plotted out for Fushigaro slash Megumi. And so, uh, Yuji talks about how, how Sukuna probably took over his body, which we know he did, um, back in the Shibuya arc and ate 10 fingers at once. <laughs> so now, you know, Yuji has ingested 15 fingers so far. And so, you know, just saying, basically, he tells you to like, hey, if I ever switch with Sukuna again, don't, hes don't hesitate to kill me. And he's like, I think you could do that. And then you, you know, Yuta's like, yep, I understand. Gotcha. I'll do what I can. And so, and so, uh, UGX, you know, uh, Megumi, like, hey, you know, what should I do? And then Megumi's like, hey, you know, first thing we need to do is get back to Jujutsu High and contact Master Tengen. And he talks about how, you know, we need to find out how to remove the seal from the prism realm that Gojo's currently sealed in. As well as, you know, what uh, uh, Noritoshi Kamo, I assume that's a Mr. Brain person, um, what their objective and future moves are. And, you know, basically talking about the calling game is Jujutsu terrorism like never before seen. And to fix this mess, we need to find answers to these questions. And the only person he knows that they might have these answers is Master Tengen. Well, Yuta brings up that like, well, the problem is, you know, with Tengen's barrier is that we kind of learned some cool stuff about it is that there's over a thousand doors constantly shuffling, but only one leads to the tomb um, where uh, or the area where Master Tengen resides. And so, yeah, so basically, yeah, they talk about, okay, they need to figure out how to, how to get through that obstacle first. And so... Yuji has a slight moment where he asks Megumi, he's like, yo, um, what happened to Kugisaki? 
and Megumi kind of has this kind of somber look on his face and doesn't say anything. And then Yuji's like, okay, I get it. So, you know, we don't really know fully, you know, like what her state is. We assume, you know, she's not fully dead yet, but she's still maybe just in critical condition. And so, you know, during, you know, while they're having this talk, Choso shows up. So, hey, we learned Choso, you know, is good. You know, he didn't, you know, get killed or brutally hurt or whatever. So, he's fine. And so, uh, he mentions that there may be a way to get past you know, all the doors and stuff. And so he brings up about back when he was working with Mojito them about back when Mojito them stole those fingers and the cursed wounds. Basically, they had a way of getting in and that, hey, you know, maybe they can use the same way. So they roll over to where some of the other students are and we get to, we get to see Maki um, for the first time, you know, since the... Uh, Shibuya arc and man she got like burned and scarred up like super bad like majority of her face like half of her face is bandaged, bandaged up we see the burn marks going all down the other side of her face that's still uncovered um, but hey glad to see that you know she's still alive and going um, and so you know so yeah so they they you know Talk about, you know, how Maki is and how she's, you know, still up and going. And so they make their plans for, you know, figuring out, figuring out, you know, how they're going to uh, get to where Choso needs to get to. And so basically Choso talks about how between the doors and the tomb that they need to go to um, lies the cursed warehouse where Jujutsu High stores you know, various cursed tools and objects. And he says that it, uh, it holds the remains of his, the rest of his younger brothers. He names them off. So here they are. Uh, <laughs> and part of my, I might butcher some of these names, but, uh, Naranso, Sho Oso, Tanso, Sanso, Kototsuso, and, show so that's where two, two of them said they have similar sounding names but um but basically Chelsea says even if um they are just you know just uh just remains with the six of them you know basically combined together with one of his cursed techniques it can provide some guidance to get them where they need to go so of course <laughs> you know Maki acts is like uh, who is this dude asking about who Choso is? And then Yuji kind of just makes a comment of like, hey, for now, just think of him as my big brother. And that kind of, you know, hits, you know, obviously, I feel like it hits uh, Choso in the field. It's like, Yuji. And so, you know, they all head off. So they venture into the area that they need to get to so they can try to find their way to that, uh, to the warehouse. So. They get inside this, I guess, like this elevator that's going underground to where they need to get to. And so they get into this room that basically has, it's basically nothing, just like this, this white void of nothingness. And so one of the people that's with them kind of makes a comment of like, hey, you know, it's not that there isn't anything here, it's that 
is that that this area is rejecting us <clears throat> and that she says that you know she feels she feels like this maybe not rejecting everybody but rejecting her and so as they're about to turn around they hear a voice from some some weird looking character that says you know it's a pleasure to meet you and he's talking about everybody it's like it's a pleasure to meet you child of the zenin michi zane's descendant death painting womb and sakuna's vessel so <laughs> this dude looks weird you know so somebody compared his look to like the like just like character that has like a head that looks like a thumb <laughs> so don't know what this dude's deal is but you know clearly he's type of like gatekeeper or something but you know very interested to see like what he what his deal is about um the sally um jujutsu kaisen manga is on break next week so we gotta wait until april 11th to find out more but hey more time for theories and speculation um yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this this sort of side adventure, you know, as they try to, uh, you know, gather and prepare what they need before they get into this culling game in, in the coming future. So, yeah, um, Jujutsu Kaisen. Um, let's see where things go. All right, and that's going to be a wrap for this week of the podcast. Um, <laughs> man, uh felt like that was a long one, but a good one. Um, <laughs> it's knocking on freaking 2 a.m. at the time I'm recording all this stuff. Um, but hey, it's just worth it. You know, gotta, gotta put in some work to uh, to get stuff done. But, um, but yeah, once again, thank you for tuning in and listening. Uh, just want to give, give a little shout out uh, to all the new people that have picked up the my podcast and been listening um it's very awesome and very humbling that you know little old me from texas that you know like i said grew up in this very tiny small country town <laughs> you know that my voice is reaching out into the world and you know it, it was kind of it's been you know very funny and like i said just humbling seeing where people are that are, you know, listening to it or because, you know, it was like starting off listening to this uh, or, or, you know, just, just watching the feedback and stuff, whatever, and saying like, oh, okay, well, hey, obviously a lot of people that were listening at first were obviously from Texas because that's where I'm at. So, you know, like a lot of like, you know, family members and old high school friends, college friends and stuff listening to it. But, it's very cool, you know, seeing it bridging out from there. And, you know, like I said, just want to give a shout out to everybody that's listening. Um, like I said, greatly appreciate it. You know, everybody, you know, family, friends and stuff, obviously across Texas and Mississippi. But, you know, I'm seeing stuff from somebody in Virginia, uh, D.C., Arkansas, California, um, Massachusetts. That's that just updated a few minutes ago since last time I looked. Um, Panama, uh, somebody from the Great North up in Canada. I have a feeling. I think I know who that is, but you know, <laughs> don't want to assume too hard. But um, 
yeah um thank you everybody for listening um like i said it's been very humbling very awesome knowing that hey somebody out there you know cares what you know my, my silliness and what i got to say so yeah looking forward to you know continuing this journey and doing more stuff um lot, lots of fun things discussed in this episode um you know it's from from my life adventures with my kids and stuff and you know all the different anime manga movies that got announced some great tv shows and anime uh you know falcon winter soldier invincible dragon quest die great manga talk one piece my hero jujutsu kaisen um one little sour note promise never play anime but let's move on (laughs) but uh yeah uh as as always uh if you want to follow me or send me any feedback or questions the email is uh dnttpodcast at gmail.com my twitter is mastermind rob seven uh as always thanks to rifty beats for the music um shout out to you man um once again awesome work as always um and yeah shout out to everybody out there you know like i said earlier it's tons of cool people out there doing really cool stuff um it it has been kind of fun those of you that i have got a chance to um message or even just tweet with and stuff online it's been really cool really humbling like i said just kind of you know getting more out of my shell and talking more with everybody and stuff. Um, yeah, um, much love to everybody out there. Um, and, you know, uh, I kind of want to end off by saying, hey, big shout out, you know, big, you know, heart emoji <laughs> or like a, a um, Netero from Hunter Hunter with the little uh, heart symbol um, to my wife. Um uh, uh, last weekend, she actually gave, you know, took me on, on a little surprise, um, getaway for us for a couple of days. She just told me out the blue, it was like, Hey, uh, pack a bag for a couple of days. And, you know, we went and you know, she, she got us a really nice room. We ate lots of really good food. Um, and just, you know, spent some really nice quality time together before, you know, all all of our little monsters came back, (laughs) um, this past week. But, um, but yeah, major shout out to my wife. Um, you're awesome. Love you lots. You know, if you happen to be tuning into this, um, have some very fun surprises planned for your birthday coming up in a few weeks. Um, but yeah, um, I've, you know, drugged this on for a long time. Got a freaking like five and a half minute outro, <laughs> but hey, it's all love. It. It's it's my show. I can make it as long or as short as I want to. That is the beauty of your own creation. So thank you. Hope everybody has an awesome week. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. Treat yourself. Pay any kindness forward to others. Let's spread the love, spread the kindness, read some manga, enjoy some good TV shows, and until next time, catch y'all on the next one. Bye. Peace.